not I'm slowing excited. down, Kyle. <laughs> no, no, it's not, not yet. Maybe, maybe in what forty years? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. At least by the time you retire. <laughs> I don't know when that is. <laughs> it's too. It's too. <laughs> it's I, honestly, too <laughs> well, no, I was going to say it's too fun. I'd miss oh, it. Okay. Honestly, I mean, it's not a bad job. Let's be real. everyone and welcome to Holiday Happy Hour presented by the Holiday Distillery in Weston, Missouri. I'm Jordan and today I am joined once again by Master Distiller Kyle Merkline and Vice President of Marketing Patrick Fee. Gentlemen, welcome back. Hey Jordan. Hey Jordan, thanks for having us again. <laughs> yes, yes. I, glad, I think I'll make that here. joke every single time. <laughs> uh, well, glad to have you Kyle. Still, again. I still really don't understand why people want to talk to me. Like, I'm a nerd. I also and don't understand yeah, why. I, I don't know how I made it to this <laughs> podcast. Like, no one no one needs to hear from me. This is your third time, too. I know. I just keep inviting you back. It's great. Well, on that note, today I want to get back to Ben Holiday Bourbon. So that's why you're here. And see what's been going on behind the scenes the last few weeks since we last spoke. Um, so the last time we spoke, we were talking about the batch that was bottled in July. So that would have been the second batch of Ben Holiday Bourbon. But recently, we have pulled barrels, but when I say we, I mean you, yep. for um, the third batch, which is the September bottling. That is correct. Bottled today. Bottled today. Bottled today, yes. So As we are soon. recording this, it is getting bottled. Coming soon to a, a shelf near you. Um, so let's talk barrel floor ratios, taste profile, and even um, Patrick's stress level with the final blend. Yeah. If there, if there was <laughs> uh, this time starting, starting with his stress level, it was very high. Very high. Uh, we talked last time about how the first floor always kind of freaked me out because of the history of year over year. The first floor is more mellow. Uh, as Kyle talks more about this selection of barrels, you'll understand why my stress level is so high. But it all worked out. Go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, so so again, kind of taking a step back, uh, the barrels that we had available uh, could start dipping into the fall of 2016 distillation season. Those are turning six uh, currently, but don't have a ton yet of age. And so still kind of going back to that spring 2016 distillation season. Uh, and, and those barrels are still... Again, as a reminder, stored on the first and fifth floors of C Warehouse. And so the, the, you know, the first batch that we did, uh, 21% came from the first floor and 79 on the, the fifth. And then in the second one, we kind of uh, evened it out, 56, fifth, and 44, first. And so this one had come up with a bunch of different options, kind of narrowed it down, um, but ultimately decided to, to really just kind of flip the first batch that we did uh, completely around. So... This one, 72% of the barrels came from the first floor, uh, whereas 28% came from the fifth. So just kind of really going heavy the opposite direction. So we had high fifth, uh, a middle ground, and now we're at the the high first uh, floor mark. And so kind of really getting, letting everyone see the differences and how that uh, that those floor breakdowns kind of changed the overall taste profile. And so that, that was really the goal behind this and the thought process of how we got here. Uh, and, and yeah, the first floor has always been the one that we're uh, slightly afraid of. And so 
uh, Patrick was very stressed. When, but now we're seeing what it's actually doing after that sixth year, and yeah. it's no longer a stress level piece for me. Like I understand that it has worked out. We just didn't know because year over year as these things have aged, it's changed so dramatically, but that floor in particular has shifted a ton. I mean, and to say that, you know, on the, the 7228 first floor, fifth floor in this next bottling, Kyle brought what three different variations that we tasted. Yep. And this was kind of the one that you were even unsure. Like, okay, well let's dump a whole bunch of first floor in here and yeah. see what does this taste like? Because you had one that was, what, about 50-50? Yeah. Uh, which yeah. seemed almost like, eh, that's just not very interesting. And this, it's a better story for us to tell about showing what the floors do and seeing that taste profile kind of shift a little bit. But especially because we have talked so much about that first and fifth difference, this stood out to me as it's a clear winner of the way that we had to go. Yeah, yeah. And I think even it was... Because I I presented those to you without giving you the backstory. Yeah. And you still picked this as, you know, an option you wanted to go with. I like picked it them was, blind, not knowing yeah, what Not was knowing going. at all that this was high first floor. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it definitely has turned around. Now, of course, there's still some part of why we're doing things the way we are of hand selecting. There's still some lots and still some batches that uh, kind of have that. Uh, I, I still always use the term flabby. Uh, for that first floor it just has no structure to it it tastes like a flat pop and I there's still some that are that way and I don't know you know where they're gonna be and what how what component they're gonna be a part of but uh so yeah you still have to pay attention to what you're using but that first floor has dramatically shifted and is a very good component uh and it's it's not just something that we have to hide and shy away from well and some of the some of the breakdown of what you did here, if you were going to have your distiller's notes, uh, your thought process, other than playing with the different floors and seeing, but what are, you, what are you getting out of this? Like, what do you think as far as the subtle differences that we've achieved with this next bottling that people can look for? Oh, man, put me on the spot. That's a very good question, Patrick. I, you, I would Jordan. like to hear your answer to this, Jordan. I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a good way. We well, shift it to Jordan. Yeah, there Perfect. you go. It, it, no, I mean, really, uh, it, it truly has been just a progression of how has it shifted from that barrel influence to more of the spirit influence. And you get that typically on that first floor. And so the first batch we had, there was a lot of that barrel, barrel character to it. Uh, you had some of that tannic uh, slight tannic nature to it, but uh, a lot more oak characteristic. And it, that has just overall shifted, and it's uh, a focus on the spirit without getting overpowered by that. Um, and that's kind of the the overall direction, uh, taste-wise, that you're, you're kind of noticing with this. But everyone else can taste things, and so I'm curious on your opinions as well. <laughs> Jordan, you go first. Okay, what do you get? well, you know how stellar I am at tasting notes, but um, I do find it to be very smooth. Not that your other bottlings have not been, but that first floor influence just still comes back and um, it's sweet compared to, as you mentioned, that that oaky influence from that first bottling. So I get that too on this one. We had talked about that a little bit with some of that oak forward on that first kind of uh, selection, which is delicious oaks and caramels and little bit of corn in there that we've mm -hmm. we've mentioned but getting into this one i do the first thing that i noticed was more of a overall just kind of honey came to mind and it's not overly sweet by any means you still get the oaks the caramels but there's something about the sweetness that comes through in this one that is different to me and i like it it's quite good 
It is good. And I don't think that 100 proof kicked me as much up front with this one on that first sip either, which is strange. Maybe I'm just really getting used to drinking 100 proof bourbon. probably what's happening, Jordan. Um, uh, which is like there's nothing wrong with <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've been there for a few years uh join the club you're Thank good you. now yeah. everything's great glad uh, to be a part of the, this club it's very very special um i have a question about the yields from the first floor for you yes. mr master distiller kyle yep okay so we will have higher yields per floor per lower floors correct correct so Less when it, evaporation yes happening yep so um when it comes to pulling those barrels, do we have to pull less barrels to meet our bottling quota? How does that work? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we have no quota, so I'll, I'll start with that. Uh, whether it's plus minus a few barrels, there's no requirement that we have to, you know, hit a certain amount. We're not having sales drive that. It's the taste that's driving it, right? Like, that's one thing we've always said, and that's that's the truth behind this of how do you how do you determine the number of barrels? And it's, uh, you know, we, we find the, the barrels and the lots that play nicely together and that's kind of where it is. We have a target in mind, but yeah, uh, overall your first floor barrels do lose less over time. And specifically I, I put together a nice geeky chart for you guys all to, to look at during this and, uh, maybe we can put it on the website or something as well. But yeah, you know, we, we lose less per barrel, uh, and we have progressively as we've gone. Uh, so, so, you know, that first bottling when it was high, high fifth floor, uh, you know, the average weight per barrel was 274 pounds and, and this one where it's the opposite way, uh, 291 or 292 pounds per barrel. And so, yeah, you, you retain more, uh, and, and coincidentally, this is actually older. So that first batch would have been something along the lines of six years and one month or less average, uh, age it was all very very close to six years and this one uh re remember i'm pulling from the spring distillation season and so it's probably closer to six years and three months or somewhere in that range and so uh the barrels on average are slightly older yet we're still retaining more of that uh that liquid per barrel uh because of where we're pulling those from in the rickhouse yeah i thought this would be a lot of fun to go through and we definitely should put this on the website on the distiller's notes and everything Mainly when we were thinking about it, we're trying to be so transparent and share as much as we can on the label and having that percentage breakdown of, you know, barrels per floor is awesome. But thinking about each barrel having a different amount of liquid in it, every single one of them is different because of just how it goes. Evaporation, floors, barrel to barrel, a tiny leak, whatever it is. So being able to pull these numbers and see exactly how much liquid is coming out versus just percentage of, of barrels with could have plenty of air and and some of those and plenty of liquid. So it is just even more fun to dive into the the details of how this looks. Yeah, I think uh you know, we we weigh every barrel and I can't remember if I've talked about this before, but yeah, we weigh every barrel as we go and so we know that breakdown per floor of how much are they weighing and how much uh loss have we had and and if you really think about it, we're ultimately telling the story of how each floor has a different taste profile, right? And and just kind of carrying that logic through is that if we're losing uh, 20 or 30 pounds more of uh, the the product per barrel on the first floor or the fifth floor versus the first floor, the taste profile is going to change. You're, you're concentrating all of those oak flavors down, and that's why you get more of that oak characteristic from the top floors. And so 
uh, yeah, there's just a lot that can be kind of gleaned from that. That's why we're we're keeping track of all that information as we go. I think something else about this bottling, this third bottling, that is uh, interesting to think about is we've been waiting on floor five and one for years to come of age because that was going to be the beginning. And now after this third bottling, we're going to shift. The next, the next setup most likely will shift to other floors will be available and we're going to start to play in other locations. So it's, it's uh, an interesting thing to see that progression of, okay, we've hit it, we've tasted it, and now we're going to go into a new unknown territory to kind of start over in a way. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Uh, that's a nice way of saying you've been bugging me forever <laughs> about, hey, when are the other floors going to be available? <laughs> Honestly. When's, I, when's floor two? I hey, what about like three? every week. It really is. It's not yet, Patrick, maybe in the fall. <laughs> now it's officially the fall, and he's like, okay, is it ready? No, we <laughs> still have to wait for more floors. I can't just go with uh, floor two right away. But uh, yeah, no, that, that fall 16 distillation season will open up floors two, three, and five to play with. And so we're going to have a little bit more variability. Uh, so kind of deviating away from those one and five. Uh, and it, it will be fun uh, to do that as well. So I agree with Patrick. Can't believe I said that, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> Once in a blue moon, it happens. <laughs> well, that's something to look forward to. I wonder, do you think it'll be drastically different? And you think we'll kind of meet in the middle between, you know, four and five? Will that think that'll be fairly consistent or well you've been pulling samples for a while so you have an idea of what's going on in there i'd assume yeah have an idea uh have an idea but ultimately again we can kind of take it so it's it's similar to like everything that we've done it's all high quality uh just with subtle differences so i i don't think you're going to ever notice a drastic difference uh unless we intentionally try to make it that way of go high uh, high seven floor someday uh, in the future, but as of now, that's you know not not the plan. But yeah, so it, I I don't think it will be drastic. It'll continue to be these subtle subtle differences and shifts. Uh, but we'll see. We can we can take that. Time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah, it will. It will. So Kyle, I know our listeners can't see this right now, but I really need to ask you about how you hold your glass. Can you talk to me about your hand placement and why you hold your glass the way that your you Glenn do? Karen. Your uh, Glenn Karen, yes. I, I, <laughs> this is, yeah. Next thing you know, they're going to be adding video to this just so that they it's can add soon. in. Uh, great. I uh, can't wait. Uh, <laughs> so, so mainly this I was doing by accident, but, uh, you know, we, I've, I've talked about it a handful of times, uh, had, Michael Veach uh, come here and it's kind of like a subtle, he, he kind of showed us one of his tricks of just kind of wrapping your hand around the bourbon and kind of gently warming it up and kind of trapping in the aromas. And that's one thing that I typically do. Uh, and now I'm apparently doing uh, absentmindedly uh, as I'm drinking the bourbon, but uh, wrapping my hands around the bourbon. Uh, obviously you, you serve in Glencairn so that you can grab the base and you don't always warm it up. Uh, but this was uh, just kind of a, a way to gently warm up, warm up the bourbon and release different flavor compounds. That's typically why you would do that. I actually saw Patrick hugging his bourbon earlier, probably unconsciously <laughs> as well, trying to warm it up. So don't, don't feel badly about no, that. That might be, I mean, because Michael even talked about, there's a lot of weird ways that people taste and smell, uh, you know, on bourbon tastings. That is the one that I, that, that piece stuck with 
all of us. There's something yeah. that just came like, oh yeah, well, I'm I'm fine kind of cradling this bourbon and putting it next to me and yeah. warm this up a little bit versus the kind of chew it with your mouth open. And there's lots mm-hmm. of other things that people do. And I've heard those, but there was something simple about this that also felt a little just like, oh, this is this is nice. <laughs> I'm just gonna hold this for a minute. And it also works. I, yeah. I think you can very much when you're you know, you're covering the top of that glass and when you wait long enough and then the different kind of flavor aromas hit the top, it's it's neat to see. It, it definitely does something. Uh I, I agree with that. And also now I'm currently wishing that we did have video because Patrick is talking with his hands. Know, well, he's doing all these hand motions as he's as he's doing it. And it's great. I wish we had that on video. But Maybe next uh, time. no, it, it's similar to like, you know, why so because another another school of thought is you pour your bourbon 30 minutes in advance and just kind of let it sit and open up. As as you do that, it's kind of airing out and releasing those uh flavor compounds, the things that you're smelling as you as you knows that. And so uh, similar similar process and goal uh, by kind of warming it up and putting your hand over the top. Yeah, it's good. Great advice. I can't wait to post pictures of you on our Instagram of you <laughs> hugging and Karen. or maybe someone else. I, I could mean, do it. We, I'll yeah, post Patrick. With you. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Uh, be a joint effort. Won't look weird. <laughs> well, Kyle, is there anything else? Let's see, distiller notes wise that you would like to share what was the weather like the day that you pulled these barrels uh, i was out of town when you made this yeah. batch and i was so bummed so i that missed is the whole true. thing we were uh, not here yeah you left the day before and we were i thought briefly about trying to rush it and get the the barrels dumped so that you could try it and then didn't figure that i liked you that much so <laughs> yeah. uh we we just stuck with our plan of dumping it on friday uh after you left town i, I think it was pretty nice i think overall, oh, honestly, really, good, good by the time i got back it was old news everyone's like what do you mean you haven't tasted it? i'm like that is true yes yeah, so we tried to make him feel as bad as he but could that's, that's what happens that's uh the friday before labor day weekend that's right yeah so friday september 2nd is when we dump these barrels uh nothing nothing out of the ordinary i think it all it was all pretty uh what was the full proof before you cut this down to 100 for bottled and bond uh that's a tough question but somewhere in the 116 range uh is is right at so we we actually just with how the process worked we ended up flushing with water and so it, it kind of diluted it but 116 was the the level that i was expecting it to be at do you remember uh, the others I know i'm asking you without I, preparation I, but i do not i'm just wondering if down. they probably were a little higher because yeah. of more yeah concentrated yeah. fifth floor yes they all have dropped in proof as we've introduced more of that first floor yes so that is correct uh first floor will be lower lower in proof Typically, we'll we'll sample those in their 115 to 116 range, and that's kind of where this one lined out as well. Uh, we'll see where the other floors line out. Well, speaking of barrel proof, Kyle, as if we don't keep you busy enough around here, there's another project you've been working on. Just one? Just, <laughs> just one that comes to mind at the moment. Um, the Ancient Cave. So we have had some of our listeners, I'm sure, who have visited our ancient cave before, which is actually a location on the um, National Register of Historic Places. And it's a very special part of our tour. And we have taken that from like a video viewing historical experience. And what have we done with that, Kyle? 
We have completely transformed it into now uh, basically what it originally did for Ben Holiday, and that is to hold barrels right before sending them out the door, essentially. So uh, we were sitting around drinking, as I guess you do around here, uh, and, and you talked, we, we were talking about uses of that and, and the different things that came up was a double oak process, you know, adding uh, finished bourbon into a secondary uh, cask and whether that's a new oak or a toasted oak or something along those lines. And so that's kind of what started it. And that's kind of where it's going. We're, we're experimenting with different second uh, oak casks that we can put the bourbon in. So we'll age it for six years, uh, dump that bourbon, um, and then put it into another new barrel. Uh, and, and yeah, those all have various things. We work with independent stave company in Lebanon, Missouri, and there's all sorts of different ones you can try, whether it's, uh, different types of oaks, different types, types of toast, uh, smoked barrels, uh, all sorts of different things. And, and that's kind of the primary purpose behind that. Uh, in addition to a kind of staging and holding area for the single barrel offerings that we're going to be doing as well, which is kind of where that barrel proof thing came in, uh, yeah, that's something people have asked since before we even made the first batch. Single barrels, single barrels, over and over and over. And, you know, we knew we'd eventually get to it just because it's fun to do a single barrel here and there. But to have a spot to where we can showcase, I mean, we built full ricks in that cave. It's yeah. very cool. Um, but a spot you can showcase, barrels that we pull as just singles, barrels that we can test with different finishes or double oaks, uh, all those different elements, yeah, basically because we were sitting around having a couple of cocktails after a big event that we did, and it just seemed like a fun thing to do. So I, I think that's going to be a whole different level of what you can do when you come up and visit us at the distillery because these things at first especially will be private offerings that we have here for you to come up, sample, taste, uh, buy a bottle if you like it of something like a toast, and you might never be able to get it anywhere else ever. We're going to do select, you know, versions here. We're going to run through and, and like I said, test a bunch, whether it's single barrel or dumped in something else or whatever it might be. We're going to test a lot of that here first. So it's it's definitely a reason to come up and check out this beautiful location. Yeah, experimenting, you want to do it on the uh, small batch scale, a barrel right. at a time, uh, not, you know, hundreds. And so that's kind of the thought process behind that. And that's kind of what we're doing with that. And so, yeah, it's going to be, Pretty cool to release these, uh, the, that barrel proof single barrel here at the, the distillery whenever that comes comes around. And uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun to play with all the different secondary finishes as well. Well, and that's something we didn't necessarily say in black and white, but what we've talked about, you know, Ben Holiday is a bottle and bond hunter proof bourbon. If we do a single barrel, it's going to be barrel proof. So that's a, a big change as to... Mm -hmm. It's a whole different product at that point, if you ask me. If you taste any of this bourbon at at the proof, uh, whether it's the full proof of the batch or a barrel proof of a single barrel, the taste is drastically different. And it's much more, we keep saying concentrated, but that really is kind of that that flavor. It's it's without the dilution to get it to that lower proof. And it's it's got a lot of impact. It's it's really good. It's delicious when you do that. So and in saying that, we also talked about hopefully starting with the next bottling in October. There's going yep. to be a foolproof offering of that batch available here as well so that you can taste those differences. So 
a lot of things being worked on to basically give everyone even more delicious things to taste uh, based on all the hard work Kyle's doing. So, yeah, it, it really will be cool to have those foolproof ones of the Ben Holiday batches. So it's we're going to dump the barrels, we're going to hand select them, and it's all going to be the same barrels. It's just going to be we'll bottle some before we add the water to, to bring it down to that bottled and bond uh, proof. And so to be able to taste those and compare and contrast between the different bottlings uh i you know that's that's again it all about what we're doing is bringing what we do on a daily basis to the consumer and those that want to try that and uh giving you all that information and that's another part of that is you know i'm, I'm drinking those barrel proof or that foolproof batch and that's that's what i'm judging a batch on and so you can you can come up here and you can buy those and do the same uh for for each one as well don't yeah. judge too hard <laughs> I, I still like my job. Please be nice. <laughs> yeah. It's all good stuff, Kyle. <laughs> and actually, I think tomorrow we are going to chat with somebody who will be the very lucky first person that gets to um, enjoy a single barrel offering. And uh, this is kind of a neat story that we had partnered with the Kentucky Bourbon Benefit for Eastern Kentucky Flood Relief. And I remember our lovely director of communications, Noel, came to me and said, I've been talking to Fred Minnick, and what do you think about if we go to the board and ask if we can donate a barrel for this auction? And I thought, wow, that, that's <laughs> an ask. You know, we can, it's not like a free tour for two or free tour for two. And she went for it, and, and we did, and it was incredible. And it had a lot of great um, bids on it. We had a lot of good feedback, and we can't wait to chat with our winners and get them up here and offer the very first experience for Kyle's single barrel offerings. Yeah, that one, I'm super proud of us as a company for that for that piece because that was such a good uh, a good thing to donate a barrel towards, right? It went towards a great purpose. It was interesting timing in the way that it did seem like everyone that came up here, like, if you do a single barrel, we want the first one. Like, it became a thing, and it's because people really wanted it. So we did really think if we're going to do this, the best thing we could possibly do is to donate it towards a charity of something that, you know, we're close with a lot of those Kentucky distilleries. We know a lot of them over there and, you know, that's, they're a border state. They're right there. And, you know, we, we heard a lot of what they went through and it just seemed like the right thing to do. And it, it worked out well. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that too, getting, getting the uh, recipients up here and chatting with them and thanking them for being part of our kind of charitable donation. It's, that was a really good cause. I agree. And I think it was nice that they thought of us, you know, yeah. that we were able to participate in that and um, look forward to yeah, being a part of that. I think they raised more than 1.4 million for flood relief. So the bourbon crusaders do a lot of, a lot of great stuff over there. That's so, amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. A lot of exciting stuff ahead. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's not I'm slowing excited. down Kyle. <laughs> no, no, it's not, not yet. Maybe, maybe in what, 40 years. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. At least by the time you retire. <laughs> I don't know when that is. <laughs> it's too. It's too. <laughs> I, honestly, too far <laughs> well, no, I was going to say it's too fun. I'd miss oh, it. Okay. Honestly, I mean, it's not a bad job. Let's be real. Yeah, no, it's, no. yeah, it's kind of fun. It's yeah. working out a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Well, I look forward to drinking more at Barrel Proof. But for now, September bottling 2022. It's good stuff, guys. Thank you. Cheers. 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 <laughs>